0: Okay, so hello and welcome to the My Hero Academia podcast, episode 15. Woo. My name's Sophie.
1: And my name's Kendra.
0: This week we have a brief news segment, and then we'll be covering anime episode 62, and then we have an interview. Ash is a editorial writer for the One Piece podcast. He is also on YouTube, and he is active on Twitter. If you want to check him out anywhere, we will give you all the relays that you
1: can do at the end of the And now, on to the news. So the news is is that uh, Two Heroes is out in America. It's out September 25th, 26th, 27th, 29th, and October 2nd. It's going to be out dubbed and subbed. It's only in the U.S. and Canada. You can look online and try to see if there might be some in other countries, but there's not as many. Kinko's is still doing the My Hero Academia pop-up shop. It's going on in Seattle, Chicago, Carleton, and Austin till the 30th. And there's also a new Vigilantes chapter. I haven't read it yet, but it sounds pretty cool. Def- I recommend checking out Vigilantes. It's kind of just like a backstory, because it's set before My Hero Academia. It covers a few of the characters. Like, there's a razor Red sometimes pops up on it, but it's not, like, required reading or anything. And also, there's a, speaking of before My Hero Academia, there's a bit of history about All Might, which is really, really cool. It's chapter zero, or like All Might Rising or something?
0: Yeah, and it just came out on Viz last week. So if you're going to see the film, it'd be great to read it first, and then go and see the film afterwards to get some um, background first.
1: Mm -hmm. And you have to have a Viz account to read it. It's actually like really cool. We get to see a bit more of his master or a a little tiny bit. And we kind of also learn his origins. You can skip 20 seconds forward if you don't want to hear it but we do learn that all might is japanese and that he like goes overseas to america to train and to get away from all for one and
0: biz also to sign up to biz it is free and i think the chapter is free at the moment Mm -hmm. i think it's
1: just that you might i don't know if you can make an account if you're in like certain countries that they don't have like access to that stuff so like depending on like what the licensing licensing issues are in your country you might not be able to read it i don't really know enough about that though but i definitely recommend checking it out give it a try it's a cool like it's really cool they even gave us i honestly thought we would never get to read this legally so it's really really cool that biz gave us this yay cool
0: on to the anime review
1: this is
0: Okay, on to anime episode 62. <laughs> Woo! And this is called A Season for Encounters. It covers a few manga chapters, but the first half just covers um, manga chapter 115, which that they skipped previously. We start with a blonde gentleman who has a long scar running down his forehead, and he's staring out the window while smoking and listening to the news. And his opening line is, what's important is to know well who you are. Interesting first line.
1: Yeah,
0: We learn that it's the morning and he's watching people go contently to work. And first off, the people on their way to work look too happy to be going (laughs) to work in the morning.
1: Yeah, I I would just be like resting bitch face as I walked.
0: He doesn't think that these content people on their way in are a good thing. And then we hear his first argument with a mysterious voice who thinks that they are wonderful people. He's saying he's starting his day with cigarettes before a voice chimes in with and then it's all over and we get a dramatic cut to the opening scene <laughs> very quick it's only 40 seconds that's the fastest opener yet
1: yeah and it's an anti-smoking ad too <laughs> kind
0: of. oh what with oh with yeah their, it's all over yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets emphysema and dies
1: yeah exactly that's that's the real plot that's why we're seeing this guy <laughs>
0: So when we go back in, we're told that it's been just two weeks since All Might retired. And since then, the media have been going wild trying to stir up unease. The media trying to stir public emotion for views. (laughs) We hear newscaster Miyagi on TV, and he's saying that the image of All Might became too big for the public to really see him anymore. And our blonde-haired gentleman says that he likes Miyagi, and again, we hear the mysterious voice, and this time he's uh, he's disagreeing with him again. But our gentleman carries on saying that Endeavor is now the one who's causing a lot of the unease for the public, and he thinks that Endeavor looks like someone trying to be a superhero. But the mysterious voice disagrees him for a third time, correcting that, no, Endeavor is a superhero.
1: I really did like when like, a regular person pretending to be a superhero, because like, Endeavor it doesn't seem easy for him like he's powerful but he doesn't have the personality for it like All Might was kind of like made to be a superhero well Endeavor is like I, I I really love that line because it really stood out to me it's like that kind of is a good way to describe Endeavor he's just an angry guy who's trying to fight crime
0: we see some of the most common search requests on Google for Endeavor and one of them is Endeavor Kids
1: oh I did not notice that
0: it's like the fifth one that's mentioned I wonder if oh. it's I wonder if that, in relation to merch, merchandise for Endeavor for children, or if it's people trying to find out about his actual children.
1: Yeah, because Todoroki, I think, I guess he made a splash, or, uh, how, I can't think of a good pun. He was very cool, ha, huh? he was very cool during the sports festival. So many people were like, oh yeah, he's Endeavor's son, like, let's look up that stuff. It's actually all just Inasa googling.
0: Um, Mr. Miyagi continues in the background and we learn that Endeavor is quick to anger and often goes overboard, which we've not heard him say that before about his hero work, but it makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's also much less popular with the um, amongst adults compared to All Might. However, Mr. Miyagi continues and says that those in the media need to start trying to raise excitement for heroes and stop bringing up all the negatives instead of focusing on the positives. And I really like that. It's mm. Miyagi taking on responsibility for what the media can do and focusing on how to better a situation rather than just use negative lines for clickbait.
1: Mm. So it's like actually trying to help instead of just being like a negative Nelly, Nancy, whatever. And
0: <laughs> um, we've got some information on Mr. Um, newscaster Miyagi from the manga. Shall oh, I? Yeah. Shall we
1: yeah
0: go ahead. Yep. So we learn in one of Horikoshi's uh, side articles that Mr. Miyagi is known for providing accurate, simple, and a balanced perspective on the news, which has led to him being trusted by most viewers. However, he does have some negative feedback, which I thought was very interesting. So his two horns are for his quirk, but he removed one of them so that it would stop interfering with footage being shown in the background and also with camera angles. Mm. But his removing of one of them led to some people believing that he was denying his quirk, it's a shame that this wasn't shown in the anime, because it turns out there's a hero. There's a hero. There's There's a a human activist group who are speaking up about quirk rights and quirk discrimination. And I think quirk discrimination would be something, I'm sure it will be discussed in the future, but I'm looking forward to that.
1: Yeah, I kept thinking that he was going to do a little segue and talk about that, but it didn't happen. And I was like, ah, oh, that would have been a perfect place to put it in, talking about Miyagi. But quirk discrimination...
0: I'll keep that in the back of my mind for future tractors. Yeah. So we go back to the story. The TV is off, and our gentleman is heading out the door. He's agreeing with Mr. Miyagi and thinking that weakening isn't actually about power; it's about heart. But the yeah. mysterious voice disagrees with him yet again, saying that no, it's not about heart. It is about power.
1: And that's what, like the total. The sorry, the Deku and uh, Bakugo fight was strength versus heart a bit. Like, that you need both to be a hero.
0: Yeah. Um, to this our gentleman, he, he just holds his head in his hand, telling the voice to shut up. We have a quick location change, and he's walking along the streets, thinking that All Might's tagline of, don't worry, for I am here, is a curse for everyone that isn't a normal person. We then see a, an elated villain jumping out of a shop window um, ahead, and he's stolen something. And our gentleman is thinking that now the curse has gone, villains are starting to rise and we see a real sci-fi style hero with a mechanical gun arm and a um, bandana appearing <laughs> he goes to stop the villain but he's promptly taken out by a hit to the head from the back There's another villain is there and is hitting with a metal pole
1: um,
0: he's taken out straight away and we learn that these villains have teamed together and organised to create Team Reservoir
1: Dogs <laughs> I think it should be, like, Mr. Pink and, like, whatever the other colors are in that movie. You know, I've never seen it. Neither have I. All I know is that Sanji was, like, based off of one of the guys, loosely, or something. Oh, okay. uh, I think it's a heist movie or something. I honestly don't know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so Reservoir Dogs, um, for those that are younger, is based on the 1992 Quentin Tarantino film, Reservoir Dogs. And it is a thriller heist, but I think it's quite violent okay so our gentleman is thinking that villains are grouping up now more than before however as he walks into an alleyway he thinks we're looking for those who are more and the phone rings and who it? but villain broker duran yeah duran duran
1: probably i don't know how to say his name
0: duran i'm going with mm-hmm. Um, If anyone knows how to pronounce it properly, see if you can let us know phonetically.
1: (laughs) Just (laughs) yell really loud and maybe we can hear you. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, So they start having a little bit of idle chit-chat at first. But our guy says then that he doesn't know if he's doing well or not. And then he starts to get upset that Duran hasn't answered him whether he's well. (laughs) And we learn that there has been a large rise in demand for villain suits and gadgets. Duran says that the League of Villains has become... The darling of the idiots, which is a great phrase. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um, so our guy, oh, he says that that's nice, but the mysterious voice disagrees with him again. He tells the voice to shut up and asks what's, uh what he wants because he's a busy man, but the voice is getting more argumentative as time goes on. And he chimes again and says, you're not that busy. Yeah. And at this point, he goes from walking in a straight line to he's zigzagging, he's really struggling as he goes, and he's clutching his head now. Um, Duran is still smiling and he asks if he knows where Dabby is because Shigaraki wants to get them all together. Our guy says that he first of all he does know where Dabby is, but then he immediately backfires and says he doesn't know where he is and he can't tell him whatever he wants. Um Geran then just tells him not to overdo it. Which is nice. He he understands he's going through a difficult point and he's not pushing him.
1: he's mm, just like okay, okay, wait, I've like probably kinda of forgot who I was talking to, I need to be like not make you I don't know.
0: Yeah. And we then cut to the next scene and we see various we see various villains going about their everyday life. And we see Spinner. And I'm really surprised that someone like him who sticks out so much with his bright purple locks and his reptilian (laughs) green scales is just walking around in broad daylight.
1: Yeah, you'd think like the cops would be on to him or I guess the cops might be like they see him, but they don't want to catch just one. They want to catch all of them. So they probably know where he is. Like, he's definitely on the cops' radar. Because the cops are, like, pretty competent in this series. So, like, he probably is the one who has to, like, stay away from everybody to make sure that they don't all get caught. He also doesn't seem like the brightest, so he's probably just, like, doesn't really get together with that. He's like, I'm just going to wander around. Nobody knows who I am, probably I would have my headband on.
0: Yeah, because he's so easily identifiable. Like, even in this quirk world where everyone, well, where a large portion of the population look different, he really sticks out. Um, but anyway, we learn that the League has split up for the moment, both because they're trying to conceal themselves, but also because they want to find other potential allies. Again, we see a group of villainous-looking persons. But I think this is why I want to hear from the, like the, the quirk pride movement, because if you look like a villain due to your quirk and you're put in that box, is that going to ostracise these people even more so then become villains?
1: There's a new Vigilantes chapter? I haven't read it yet, but the one before that kind of talks a bit about that. Like, if you have, like, a quirk that makes you, like, gigantic, you have to, like, get different housing, and it's actually, like, super hard.
0: Then we're in another alleyway with said evil-looking chaps. There's a group of six of them, and they are insulting and threatening Dabby, who is there on his own. But that's not a good idea, because Dabby then burns them all to death.
1: He also does the very cool, like, just his palm lights up and expands from there. And I just always, like, I love that animation detail. Yes. He's like, we don't need people like that. And it's like, he, I guess, it, like, because they just seem more like punks so where they're looking for people who are, like, more hardcore. I don't, the villains all, like, kind of confuse me. Because to be honest, they haven't actually done that much. They've mainly just attacked the UA students. They did that one thing with stain and like the nomu, but they were just kind of just causing chaos. Then they attacked the students again. And then the Kamino stuff was mainly their boss doing stuff and that like all the casualties. But they haven't really like actually done that much.
0: I don't know, they're being they're being clever about it because they're not doing lots of little things that could lead to them being captured they're going to do quite big things because even though they're clashing with the students their goal has always been to go for all might Mm. so So they're they're doing i don't know they're they're not doing little things like robbing a shop they're saving up their resources to do big things
2: mm,
1: so like when they do act it is big so like i guess like the stuff they have done like camino was huge and i guess the stain thing was also pretty big because like there's the no-move-caused chaos and all that jazz.
0: But it's quite brutal that Darby just burns them all because he says (gasps) he burns them because they don't need them. And also then he says, if you're trash, you could at least be kindling for me.
1: Yeah, that seemed like very brutal. And there's going to be some stuff later in the manga that makes me like wonder why he did. Like it doesn't fit with what we see later. You know, I'm pretty sure this is also in the manga. It's just like Darby doesn't make sense to me. Maybe
0: he's just, because I thought maybe he's eliminating the competition, but they're not really strong enough to be competition for them. But maybe he's he's just trying out his quirk. He's seeing how much fire he can create and take out of it, maybe. Um, But then we go back to our guy from the start, our blonde gentleman, and he's still in the alleyway. But he's a lot worse than he was before. He's keeling over and he's in obvious distress, saying that he's going to split in two. Um, and then he puts on his mask and we know that he is, in fact, twice yep. the villain from the Forest Training arc. And with his mask on, he says that he becomes one again. He turns around and starts walking out of the alleyway. But he's obviously much more confident than just moments ago because he's walking in a straight line. He's got a full posture. It's a real quick turnaround for him, that mask.
1: Mm -hmm. And his mask is so tight, too, that you can, like, really see his nose. It's like a skin-tight mask, which is weird.
0: Because he says that it, um, oh, I forget the exact phrase, but it it ties him together, it binds him together.
1: Mm -hmm. So I guess that does make sense.
0: Um, He then starts to tell us his story. We learn that his quirk twice can turn one thing into two things. However, he can then multiply those things to make more. So he can make clones of himself and then close their Clone, their clones,
1: <laughs> to make a team of clones. It Just kind of makes of me him. think of like an angsty Naruto. Yes. And also, okay, have you read Calvin Hobbes at all? No. Also, oh, a little boy and his like tiger and they go on like imagination journeys or whatever. And he like has a cardboard box and he like makes a clone machine. And like at one point he like makes his clone go to school and like he basically makes them his slaves and then like the clone rebels. And it's basically this plot.
0: Um, so we learned that making a, a clone of himself is what he used to do when he was committing crimes in the past. But he used to also use them at home to do his bidding, like his chores and things. Mm-hmm. But the clones became unhappy with doing that. And there was a big en masse argument over who was the real twice mm-hmm. and who were the clones. And they had a bite that lasted for nine days.
1: That's great. Like a week and two days. That's crazy. Like, I, The two days part is what makes it like the detail in that. It makes it like visceral.
0: Imagine being involved in not just an argument, but, um, but a physical fight for nine days. I don't think I could argue for nine days, let alone be feisty about it.
1: Yeah, and I just, like, the things you make won't disappear without a certain amount of damage. So it's not like you can just tap them and they vanish. And you have to watch yourself die over and over again.
0: Yeah, and the result of the, the nine-day brawl um, was his forehead scar. And also it caused him to be unsure if he's a real one or not. But in the room, we see lots of white goo lumps around the floor and things, which I'm guessing are the clones. So it's likely that he is the real one because we don't see yeah. a body there. But mm-hmm. you can you can understand how someone would go a bit crazy.
1: Yeah. So I think someone on Reddit... Do you know
0: what? Not crazy. I'm going to go back and change that because that's a really horrible term for someone yeah. with a, a mental health problem. So I'm sorry for that. Not crazy, yeah. but go into a, a, yeah. an, an illness with it.
1: Yeah. And I think... Oh, I I wish I could credit them, but someone on Reddit was like, I wonder, what if the original, like, got away and, like, turned their life around, and it's the clone that's the villain or something? But he's probably the real one.
0: We'll find out. So he says there's nowhere for a crazy person to belong. Heroes only save good people. And he joined the League because they accept him as he is, and now he wants to accept himself too.
1: Mm -hmm. It just makes me so sad, because it's like... Other people will like you. There's tons of people who have, like, mental illness and are accepted. Like, it's not a deal breaker. Maybe there's just, like, I guess even our society, too, is, like, shitty with mental illness. And, like, people with, like, schizophrenia or something, it's very much, like, in all the media, it's like, oh, they're the killer. They're, like, the, they're scary. It's like, but really, the person with mental illness is more likely to be, like, attacked than to attack someone.
0: Yeah, a lot of Twice's lines, are, they're very
1: poignant. You could find people who like accept you and then just not commit crimes. But I guess he walked. They want to like change society and change all like what all might has built to help build society to be. You don't have to do crimes.
0: Well, I think he was committing crimes first, already. Yeah. But yeah. So shall I say my little bit about schizophrenia now, as we're talking about it?
1: Yeah, go for it.
0: So it. I mean, it's not shown that it's definitely schizophrenia, but it it looks like it. So schizophrenia is where people will have um, images that can be visual, audio, um, they'll smell things that aren't there, they'll feel things that aren't there. We don't know exactly what the cause is. So for some people it can be diagnosed at a very young age, but it can also be triggered by traumatic events. So this could be triggered um, for twice by the nine day brawl. But we don't know if maybe there was some sort of, there was an issue that was there already for twice in the background. But also, the other thing I wanted to say about this, because some people have, they use the term schizophrenia really loosely. Mm-hmm. So like if someone's seeing things that aren't there for the first time, that's that's not schizophrenia. You can't just see something that's not there and be like, oh, they've, they've, they're having a schizophrenic episode. That's probably, they're going through a stage of delirium. Mm-hmm. And that's an altered mental state and they need to go to the er Mm. but because it's all the time it seems like he definitely has schizophrenia so he needs to have maybe not medication if he doesn't need it but he probably Mm. would but he needs to seek some medical help yeah sorry i just wanted to go on a little bit about what schizophrenia is because you see a lot on the media with people not really understanding it
1: Mm, and it's easy he'd like to say like crazy and it's like and even later in the episode, it like really hit home for me when Kaminari says crazy, and I was just like, that's interesting to put that right after what happened to Twice.
0: Yeah. I'm sure they'll be there'll be more focused on um, mental health as the series goes on more. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Okay, so we'll get back into it. Sorry for that. Yeah. <laughs> Sad. Sideline. Yeah. Um, so as Twice is walking along, he sees the heads of the team Reservoir Dogs sticking out of their getaway car, which is set aflame. It's a really horrible image, their heads and their arms just sticking out like that. Ooh. There's another group standing around them, and the leader is saying that he's disappointed that all the Reservoir Dogs wanted was just to steal a cash, re- cash register when they could aim higher. The guy talking is wearing a beak-shaped mask, and it looks like that of a plague doctor, so... Yeah. Plague doctors were in 17th century France and Italy, and the, plate, the mask that they used being shaped like a beak, a lot of the time it would be filled with um, sweet-smelling trinkets because they linked evil smells with illness. So they'd go around with these these masks on to try and protect themselves as they're seeing their patients.
1: So it just smells like roses? <laughs> yeah. And it's also very, it's very, like, steampunky mask, too. And that's the break...
0: Oh, no, it's not.
1: Oh, no, it's that? A bit more? Oh, yeah, he yeah. says some stuff.
0: Um, so when you see one of his colleagues, he's also wearing a mask, but he's wearing the full mask because he's got the eyes on. But um, he's saying that they should leave before the heroes arrive because they've already got money. And we learn that the leader's name is Overhaul. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. dun. <laughs> um, Overhaul calls the dead reservoir dogs sick, and then as Twice watches them from the corner, he reflects that the crazy ones and the heroes are starting to change rapidly. And as we leave the first part of the episode, Twice mirrors exactly what he said at the start, but with a bit added on where he says, It's important to know well who you are and where you want to go. And that is the end of the first half. It's the end of chapter 115. Um, and the second half is a mishmash of chapter 121 and 22. And then it finishes on chapter 123.
1: Yep. It's kind of funny. Deku has a house arrest sign on his door and it's either Deku made it or Ida made it. I'm not sure which one. I find it. Like, it's just a funny reminder. <laughs> it's just like, why?
0: Ida's using his art, art and crafts for punishment.
1: <laughs> yes. And Bakugo probably has one up to it. Bakugo probably took it down. Or he's, or maybe not. He's a bit of a rule follower. <laughs> and he's just, like, his arm seems fine after yesterday. And he's just thinking, like, oh, if I get too emotional, I can't control it. So I, like, shouldn't abuse that too much. Because, like, he, if he he could lose his use of his arms. He's not careful. And uh, Ciro is Mr. Jokes today. And he's just dropping lots of good one-liners. And Ida does some very funny, like, robot gestures. He's, like, cause he's But he also is, like, genuinely upset with Deku and, like, disappointed. Because it's, like... When you go off and do stuff, I get, like, it kind of, I think it just reminds Ido too much of what he did during the stain thing. And Monoma, oh, and Sira, when he's making jokes, he's kind of, like, making fun of Bakugo because he didn't clean stuff right. But Bakugo just blames it on Deku. And Monoma is just creeping in the corner, gloating, and he's like, oh, you had two people who failed. And he has a scary face. And Kamenari calls him crazy, which is interesting, What we've just seen with actually mentally ill twice. Kirishima is like, you failed, right? But he didn't, and he has this, he, like, turns away from them and creepily smiles. It's like, they can't see you, but they all passed. If Monomer fails, he really
0: would be a great magician (laughs) because he's got such a stage presence. Everything he does is theatrical he could be an evil
1: magician i hope monoma doesn't become a villain um i want i want i want monoma the origin just so i can be like reassured that he's not going to be a villain because then, like uh i think that's kamenari calling him crazy i think i i do use crazy too sometimes and like watching this makes me like you know what i should really drop that from my lingo
0: let's all try and be better as a whole
1: yes oh tetsu tetsu is just saying hi like he's just being nice and uh, Todoroki's kind of, like, being emo about it, and Kirishim's like, eh, whatever, it doesn't matter. And Pony scares me a little. Her voice is so girly, and it just really threw me off when I started hearing English words as well. It's very much a broken mix of English-Japanese.
0: Her voice is the only, only one, the only one so far that I haven't liked, because it's so high-pitched. I really don't like to criticize voice actors, because I don't think I could ever do it.
1: Mm-hmm. But... And Monoma makes her say, like, I'm going to beat, kick your guys' ass or, like, beat you up so bad. And uh K- K- Kato, what's it, Kido? Kendo. Ken- oh, I forgot her name. Kendo hits Monoma. And Shinso, just wandering by, is like, don't block the word. I forgot how deep his voice is. I don't know if it's
0: always that deep. I wonder if they made it deeper because he's supposed to be buffer now, but he's yeah.
1: so sassy. Don't show <laughs> me how uncool you are. <laughs> and he's boxed up. And Ida's like, hey, we're blocking the way, get out of the way. And we cut to the principal doing his speech. He does a very roundabout way from talking about his hair fur management to talking about needing sleep and having good hair.
0: He is right, though. Having a, having a lot of sleep and not living a healthy lifestyle is terrible for your hair. Mm-hmm. But did you notice how they're all in the anime? They're all stood with military position. Oh, the yeah. students in their rows four by four. <laughs> I don't know. If Imagine organising teenagers into those
1: rows. It was, Eda oh, probably did it to all of the classes, <laughs> all the classes. Like, just say it. I, you could. I love him. I love Eda. I'm sorry. I, I rag on him a little, but I do love Eda with my whole heart.
0: I think they're just drawn like that in the, the anime to make it easier to draw. Cause in the manga, they're all higgledy piggledy. Ah. But it, it looks good like this.
1: Yeah. And Kaminari is so bored, he's like, full on playing with Ojiro's tail. And I love that the principal's like, on a little box, because he is so tall. And he's talking again about the lack of the pillar, and it's already impacting the students, and there's chaos in the near future. And he mentions stuff about the work studies, dun dun dun, da dun. blah-blah-blah-blah. And we see Kuro, who, the guy with, who's all black, with like, white eyes, and there's a you know, talks about with the heaviness in the air and you got to learn to become capable people but for the moment forget that you are successor to society it's like up to the teachers to like create the right environment for you so just focus on being students which i think is like a really nice message that they like don't get a lot yeah
0: you're only ch- you're only teenagers yeah <laughs> don't take on all the stress of the world
1: And just as he's talking about successors, we get a flashback to the principal saying that UA is a good place to find a successor. I wonder if he found, it kind of sounds like he's trying to recruit All Might, so I don't know if maybe he figured out All Might's situation or All Might told him. Like, I wonder if All Might was scouting out different schools for where to go to to find a successor.
0: I don't know, because yeah, cause Nezu knows, doesn't he? But um, yeah. I think it sounded to me like he was trying to scout him, because he was really making the point, he was like, oh, you could find a good ses- a successor, and because you're limited with time to use your powers, this would be a good way to still be active.
1: Yeah, and we see the back of a blonde person's head. What could this mean? Did you pick
0: out all the unusual-looking quirks in the crowd?
1: um i picked out a few of them later i think but i know people were sharing the guy who has like a pencil head or something is he yeah.
0: there's a guy with a block head. um there's a girl who looks like a ram there's a guy with a fish face um there's a gentleman that's got like a head and arms that are wolfy there's two different guys that have got insecty looking eyes <laughs> um and then there's a guy with uh, a big iron jaw, and another one that has horns for his Ooh! Yeah, very interesting quirks in the background.
1: I, I always do love them, because it's always like, it's like, they have- Like, sometimes the manga will have it, because the manga has detailed, but sometimes the anime might have to, like, think of other ones as well. And we get the Guidance Counselor Hound Dog, and he's so- he forgets human speech and he's angry, and he basically just wants to talk about, like, don't fight at night, and, like, Gladys to translate for him. It's like, why is he the Guidance Counselor?
0: Is, we didn't have a non-curricular guidance person. Would that be like a a life counsellor? What is that? Yeah,
1: I don't know. Like the non-curricular part confuses me because we had guidance counsellors in high school. What's a guidance counsellor? I guess it's kind of talking about like what you want to do after school a bit.
0: Oh, we had none of that.
1: And maybe you might get sent to them if like you got in trouble, you'd go to the guidance counsellor. None of that. But... The non-curricular part (laughs) confuses me. I was like, what is Hound Dog doing? I think it's just like the bodyguard of the school.
0: Imagine going to him for life advice or like, I don't know, all I can think of is imagine if you get like pregnant as a teenager and you have to go to (laughs) Hound Dog and he goes on this big, (gasps) you can't understand what he's saying, that'd be awful. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: I'm sure he has a heart of gold though.
1: But I think I saw someone online mention that he could be like a therapy dog. So that's why he's the counsellor.
0: We do know from a bonus um, manga chapter, I think, talking about Vlad King, that he and Hound Dog are good friends, and they spend a lot of their spare time together.
1: (laughs) Nice. Oh, and I did notice that there's one background character who has, like, a sludge hammer head, which is kind of cool. (laughs) And we see some of... We see a blue-haired girl... Is a gossip, or at least she has intel on the fighting, and she's kind of like bothering the blonde guy in front of her, being like, Oh, did you hear about who was fighting? It was the first year students. And <laughs> I love her. And Eraser Head is t- saying the same thing as students focus on being students. And Ashido tries to whisper, and Eraser goes like red glow, like laser vision, like, What are you doing? And it's like, Whoa. <laughs> He's the Terminator. So stern. Yes. And Sue wants to know what work studies are. Eraserhead's uh, like, oh, they're like interps, internships, but closer to the real thing. And Ochako gets pissed. She's like, why did I work so hard at the sports festival? If we get another chance, what the hell is this? She's a little rebel inside of her. And starts like, okay calm down you need connection <laughs> to the fourth sports festival to do it it's at the discretion of the student, so like you do need those connections but like i can just imagine if oshiko got like really mad she could, like make all the desks float and like throw them or something
0: she gets really annoyed because she put so much effort in with her fight against Bakugo, but even if the sports festival wasn't important i still don't think it should be the time to be like ah it's not that important i just i won't put that much effort in
1: mm-hmm. you're a
0: go-getter don't do yeah. yourself down yeah
1: President Mike is just waiting outside like a dork, and the door slides open, he's just there, boom. And the first period is English. <laughs> I, present Mike, an English teacher, would, he would just yell at you, and I like, wouldn't learn anything if someone's just yelling. Even though he's not yelling angrily, he's yelling like excitedly. I think if, someone someone tried to, if someone tried to yell French at me, I would not learn anything.
0: I think it would depend for me on the time of day. If it was in the mor- if it was right at the start of the day or the end of the day, I'd be too tired. Like, I don't have the energy for this. But like, if it was just coming back from lunch or like mid, I don't know, some point in the midday when I had more energy and a teacher came in with that sort of level, I'd be like, yeah, I'm so
1: hyped up. I'm gonna learn it all. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, no. Oh, and I was actually wrong. Cyril was clowning Ida earlier in the episode when he was being like. How, but you're not in line, like being jokes. But then now he makes fun of Bakugo here, and it's like I love that they can make fun of Bakugo. Yeah. And Mineta also gets on in on it. I, but Mineta is like whenever he's like not talking to girls or like being a person, I'm okay with him. Like he was fine this episode. Yep. Yeah. They mentioned that President Mike's class was super hard, and I wrote I wrote President Mike as M I K E, and I'm very sorry, President Mike. It'd be funny. I know his name isn't Mike, but it'd be funny if it was. Uh, and Cheryl's kind of worried because she wasn't scouted. She wonders if she can even participate. Deku's kind of freaking out because one day he's already behind. Ida calls him Mister House Arrest and does a sassy pose at him. He's so, pose
0: reminded me of Bon Bon Clay. Oh yeah.
1: And he says that the teachers forbade them to tell them anything about what's going on, which seems kind of unfair, but Ida is actually pissed, and you need to fully feel the punishment and frustration you two back ago, and I guess it makes sense because it basically is a suspension, but they live in res, so they can't really like make them go home, yeah, and okay, Deku leaves the house to throw out trash, and isn't that violating house arrest
0: um. I guess it depends how far he's going, because he needs to clean it, doesn't he? So what's he going to do? Just like leave it outside for the rats and things to get it? It's not hygienic.
1: <laughs> the, the principal just comes into the trash. <laughs> you threw out cheese. <laughs> Deku's falling behind, and someone's creeping on him, which is just like a head. It's like, what are you doing? It's like, just a face in the wall, nothing to see here. And Deku's like, what is happening? And then he appears from the ground, and he's, like, giving advice on the Burnables. And he like, calls him an energetic first year, which shows he was listening to the blue-haired girl when she was talking. He's like, did I surprise you? He's like, that's what i was trying to do. I'm trying to, like, you should just have, like, a prank show or something. And he's like, you'll find out who I am soon enough, next time on My Hero Academia.
0: He must have seen Izuku walking along, the like, ah, oh, I know how to get him. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go into that <laughs> building and freak him out.
1: He's lucky that Deku didn't think he was a villain and, like, smash him or something. Because, like, this poor kid has been through a lot. Like, just let him rest. Oh. And he turns in a written apology, and he does this very intense... I wonder if Red actually read it. Did you notice how
0: big of an apology was?
1: Yeah. It was pages long. It was like he handed an
0: apology essay.
1: <laughs> It's probably just like, I'm sorry, 20 million, like, a hundred times. And Deku, he has, like, he's like a bowl, like, smoke coming from the nose. And he's like, i got to catch up on those three days. And Kirishima likes the passion. And Razorhead does the scary face again, saying, back to your seats. But it is, because Razor was actually being nice and waiting for Deku to talk about the work studies. Because screw Bakugu. So the blonde guy walks in like a nerd. He goes like, very much like, our movements, but he has—he's very buff. He has scars on his arms, and he has his tongue out, and he looks like Tintin. And there's elf guy and blue hair girl. We don't know—we i'm we know their names because of the manga, but I won't say their names yet. They're the big three. Yeah. He's very buff, and I love him. And he also has a very big smile. And credits. And I thought this was the last episode, but there's one more episode.
0: I was distracted at the end by Izuku's uniform. I don't know how he gets away with wearing such a tiny tie that's not uniform it's uniform because you all look the same one of these teachers needs to tell him off with his tie that would never fly in the uk with uniform
1: (laughs) it is like i don't know why he ties it up like that but then uh doesn't even wear a tie so he should also be reprimanded he wears a
0: tie when he's in school doesn't he i don't think so oh well this is terrible they're really lax with their uniform
1: I need to look at that, Google. I'm going to see if he... I don't think he wears... Or he he wears his tie very loose.
0: That's not uniform. It's a uniform that isn't uniform.
1: Oh, yeah, he does not wear a tie.
0: I dislike this. (laughs) But I do like um, our blonde-haired girl, who we shall not name, that she was wearing her her vest jacket. Blue blue hair. Yeah, I liked her vest jacket. Not Uh, all the girls wear one. I think it looks good.
1: (laughs) Yay. And I know some people call the elf hair guy... Sasuke, kind of, but he's not really Sasuke at all. He just has black hair. I'm just, kind of excited for the big three, but like, it's going to be a weird place to end the third season, I feel like.
0: I think they'll, they'll might talk a bit more about, um, overhaul, but I'm mm-hmm. glad we saw overhaul in, in this episode. As a side note, I've been really impressed with people on Twitter because the majority, like, the vast majority of manga readers haven't really spoiled anything for the upcoming arc. But mm. like for the anime viewers, they've just said, they've just been hyping it and saying that they'll love one character in particular. So I've been really impressed by that. That's yeah. really nice, guys.
1: Yay! I know people are saying, like, oh, Kirishima, like, yeah, there's going to be some cool moments of characters. I know people, I definitely have retweeted certain characters that we haven't seen at all yet, who I think is really cool. But I try to, I don't, know, I don't know how good I am about tweeting spoilers for manga stuff. So sorry if I spoil people, I'll try to be better about it.
0: I don't know. A lot of people have just said names, and I don't I don't think names are a spoiler, but... Yeah. The
1: only thing I had to point out, or ask,
0: actually, about the second part, mm. is, you know when O-Ojiro is pulling that face because is rubbing his tail? Yeah. That's really... I wonder if he asked him if he could stroke his tail, because that's one of his limbs. Imagine you were standing there and someone just started stroking your arm. Because is pulling a really, like, funny face. So either he's really enjoying the tail rub, or he's like, oh, I'm just... I, playing with me <laughs>
1: or just like playing with your hair or something it's it's super weird i think like in the manga he was like almost touching it so he was kind of like looking at it but it's like don't just yeah i don't think he asked i think he just kind of got bored and was like this is in my face i'm gonna like floof it
0: yeah because kirishima's and... giving him a real shocked face from behind but he's really caressing him <laughs>
1: Like, <laughs> uh, please just let him live. He has a tail. Like, he should just have a sign, like, do not touch my tail, or I get to whack you with said tail. Mm. What do you think of the episode overall?
0: I loved the twice bit. I think they did it very well. And I'm glad that, considering it was quite small in the manga, so, like, in the second half, I think they fit, like, two and a half um, chapters in. Or I guess it's it's one half of one half and another, so it's, like, two chapters in one half but it's only part of one chapter at the start, and I think it needed that, and I really liked it, because in the manga, um, the second t- voice of Twice only argues with him three times, but it's a lot more in the anime, and I think it does really well at getting across the the troubles that Twice is having.
1: Mm-hmm. I, like, I was kind of worried the anime wasn't going to have it at all, so I'm really glad they found a way to like still put it in, to kind of like get the intrigue at the start of being like what's going on and kind of like oh this is dark and then it kind of goes oh like back to the students and like oh it's like more like it's still serious but it's still like oh it's just student stuff so it's kind of like contrasting and then we get the hype up of the big three and it's kind of like oh what like we've literally never heard about this what does this mean da, 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 da.
0: yeah i really enjoyed it the second half i wasn't as into but i think that's just because i enjoyed the first half so much i thought it was so <laughs> well done
1: that's what I felt, too. I was kind of like, oh, yeah, I kind of wanted to stay with that, because, like, I guess the villains are more interesting at this point, because the students are kind of back doing student stuff again.
0: Yeah, for the students, they're just, um, well, for the students and the villains, they're, they're setting up what's going to happen, but it's, mm-hmm. it's less interesting, I would say, for the students at the moment.
1: Yeah, we had a good overhaul tease and being like, what's this? Like, what is what is his power? Pa- what, what's his quirk?
0: how would you rank the episode what would you give it
1: um i'm gonna give it uh mm, one face it out of a wall out of a face in the wall so i think it's i thought it was really good like i i enjoyed it like the entire way there's no points where i was like bored or kind of like what's happening i thought it was it was a good mix of like intense and also like a bit of comedy i think i enjoyed it overall i don't really have any complaints
0: no, me neither. I think, I think I'd give it a four out of five just because the second half I wasn't as hyped about and I can't keep giving episodes five out of five just because they don't have filler in.
1: Yeah. I guess like it does a good job. Like, can I get something like One Piece where it'll have like, your, like, pad out moments or something? This at least, like, I think maybe it still does that a little bit here but I think it's just like it all flows really well and I think it's also just that they don't have to keep going forever. They have like, okay, we're going to have this episode's are cut up. we'll try to fit in as much as we can, and then we can do the next in the next season. I hope, like, the next episode ends and we get, like, a season four is coming out at this time to, like, reassure us.
0: I mean, season four, they'll definitely do a, a season four, but I don't know if they'll know when it will be because it's such mm-hmm. a, a battle-heavy arc for the next one. That's going to be difficult to animate.
1: Yeah. Maybe it'll be, like, fall- 2019 yeah that's a long time it won't i don't think it'll be spring 2019 it'll probably be like summer maybe
0: i'm perfectly happy to wait however long it needs to be if it carries on as the same quality as the, re- the other three seasons so i'm sure it will be
1: pretty much oh do you think they'll find a way to sneak in the weird guy in the theme song who is like the teeth
0: okay so if people don't know what we're talking about this is a discussion that's been had on twitter um there's a character in the opening sequence that has very large teeth that are shown and he hasn't appeared at all in the series yet so this is the guy that we're talking about i I don't know i don't know if he so my theory was that he was maybe a a side filler character that was created and they cropped out but
1: but why would they keep him in because i or like they made the decision like really late or something
0: I don't know. Could he be a, a a joke or an OVA character created by the animation team that they wanted to put in as like a, a little joke to themselves?
1: Maybe. I think it, it probably is most likely they just cut him and like, we'll just keep it in because it's like, he looks, he looks like a villain. He looks interesting. And like, there's all these new students at the exams. So it's like he's kind of representing all of that without like revealing anything. Or maybe like the next episode will just have this like ri- will like have like a random villain prominently shown like I don't know it doesn't maybe I hope there was an OVA or something who I don't know it just it just seems kind of weird because he was so he was so prominently featured as kind of like um hype like setting up like the beginning of the intro
0: if we ever find out we will share that information on Twitter yes. <laughs> Okay. It's, so not, it's
1: not in the manga, yeah. Just so people are like, why are you wondering about it? It's like, no, he's not in the manga. It's just, this guy, who is he? What's the secret?
0: Yeah. Okay, so is that the end of our anime?
1: Yep, let's move on to the next segment. This is...
0: Hello and welcome back to episode 15 of the My Hero Academia podcast. We're going to be doing an interview with our special guest, Ash, who is, as we mentioned earlier, is a YouTuber, um, an editorial writer, and a, I would say a Twitter personality.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> How would you introduce yourself? Have I missed anything out?
2: <laughs> uh, no, uh, not really. I mean, uh, I guess I'll do a little quick intro of my own uh, if you don't mind here. So basically, I was a big anime manga fan for most of my life. You know, I started off when I was a kid watching the terrible uh, four, cut, four kids dubs of like, you know, All the popular shows back then, like Dragon Ball, Yu-Gi-Oh!, all those things, Mm -hmm. and then I kind of kept that up in uh, junior high, high school, and sadly, I didn't have very many friends that were into it at the time, so my interest kind of like, you know, went in little waves up and down, until about high school, I got back into it a little bit more seriously, Mm -hmm. and I really kind of fell really hard back into it in university, and then I used to, you know, basically skulk around all the different forums online uh, talking <laughs> with the different series And then I finally decided, you know, uh, why not try jumping in and trying to find other fans of it mm-hmm. And it just so coincides with the time that the One Piece podcast was uh, looking for editorial writers So I applied and got in and that was the same time I joined Twitter nice. And it's been like an exponential increase in my fandom since then so it's been a hell of a ride and a hell of an experience so far
1: yay or i'm kind of curious have you been on i know you editorial but have you been on any episodes because i'd be interested in going back and listening no to
2: i i was on one anime recap like a long long time ago but uh. usually the problem is that the times that they record at it is usually <laughs> when i'm busy in the evening so the times haven't really meshed up yet mm-hmm. it's i'm still going to try to get on eventually maybe in the next year or two i'll try to find a uh, time that works for me but uh yeah real life has kept me busy so far
1: <laughs> yeah that's a, uh, time zones are fun that's what we've learned <laughs> this podcast
2: yeah exactly
1: uh, jump into the questions now uh how did you get into my hero academia
2: Oh man! Like this was back when I was first like getting into uh, manga again. So I was looking at you know all the popular series, and I was just kind of going through a bunch of different ones at the time. And I was kind of looking for new series because every time I started a new series, I'd blaze through it in about a couple of weeks or a few months. So it's kind of just you know Googling, you know, what's the best shown in manga to read, or just what's the best manga in general to read. And My Hero Academia was one of the names that kept popping up, like, on quite a few different sites. Like, a lot of people like, oh, you know, you have to really get into this new series. And I kind of had, like, the effect that it has on, like, One Piece fans initially when they get into it. Well, like, oh, you know, the art style and things kind of threw you off. Mm -hmm. And I think I tried to get into My Hero about three times before it finally stuck. Because every time I started the first chapter... (laughs) the art always just kind of threw me off. I'm like, oh, this is a little bit too weird for me. I don't know if I can, you know, really get into this. But Mm -hmm. I'm glad I stuck it through and uh, finally managed to get through it. And ever since, I've been uh, pretty much hooked since then.
1: Nice. I remember, like, the art style reminded me a little bit of Haikyuu with, like, the way he drew teeth, if that makes sense. I don't know why. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Where were you in the series when you first started in your your bouts of on and off? Where were oh, you?
2: Oh, boy. Uh, I think by the time I caught up, I got to the sports festival arc. Uh, so I think I caught up around then and I've been reading uh, week to week because I got my Shonen Jump uh, Viz subscription in 2015 mm-hmm. and I've been basically following along with it ever since then.
1: Oh, I think we caught up around the same time, because I know I caught up during the Bakugo Roraka fight.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think I was close to there when I caught up. I think it was like right when the Shinso fight was going on, mm. I caught up, so that might explain why I'm such a big fan of his, and I'm mm-hmm. excited to have him back in the current manga arc.
1: Yay!
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not alone there. He's a, he's a favorite character of, every, yeah. of a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. so, is he your number one, do you think?
2: Oh, I think he ranks up there pretty high. Like, ever since he was introduced, I've been kind of waiting for him to get back, because uh, I kind of made the reference that he's basically like uh Kilgrave from Jessica Jones. I'm not sure how many people are actually going to get that reference, but uh, in that series, there's a guy called the Purple Man, and he basically had the same powers where he could use his voice to control... Uh, other people and make them do whatever he wanted. Mm-hmm. Except unlike Shinso, he basically went into the pure evil direction. You know, he basically uh, played with people. You know, go to restaurants and get the best tables, get money, and do whatever he wanted. Mm-hmm. So I kind of found it intriguing to have Shinso, who's the exact opposite. Where you know all the perceptions of him are. You know, if I had a power like that, I'd just be straight up totally evil. Mm-hmm. And what do you do if you have a kid that doesn't want to do that, but everyone just thinks, of course, he's going to abuse that power because it would be so easy to do so. Mm-hmm. So
1: It's a cool twist. And it's also kind of, I was thinking, like, he's a bit different than Kilgrave because he doesn't work through electronics, like his control. Well, Killgrave, yeah. I think, could. And I wonder, yeah. like, is there a person that's his Jessica Jones, somebody he can't control?
2: Mm, that would be interesting. I kind of want to say Midoriya just because of what happened after the sports festival arc, you might have Mm -hmm. a harder time controlling him again, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe we'll see, because I think they're matched up in uh, the current arc, matched up in the sports, in the two-class arguments. So I'm hoping we get to see him try to control Deku again and see how that goes down.
1: Mm -hmm. I almost think that... It might Horikoshi might like he, we're all expecting it, so he'll do something else instead. That yeah, he'll focus because he knows he knows Deku can get out of it, so he might actually target someone else. Like, yeah, I don't. I'm just. I'm ready to be like completely thrown off. Yeah, yeah. And we were wondering what quirk would you have? Do you think you'd go with Shinso's quirk, or what would you want?
2: Oh no! If I had Shinso's quirk, I'm gonna straight up admit I would be like totally <laughs> evil. I just abuse the hell out of it. So that's probably the worst quirk <laughs> to give to me. <laughs> Um, I don't know, just given my personality, I'd probably go with, um, something physical related, like, uh, either Deku or the muscle guy from the, uh, hero training arc. If not, the other two powers I've kind of always thought were cool are either something ice related or some kind of gravity powers.
0: What does that say about you then, that you want the, uh, <laughs> with your personality, you said you wanted the strong ones? <laughs>
2: no, what, no, it's just...
1: What type of villain would you be?
2: <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if I should even get into that. What kind of villain would I be? Hmm. <laughs>
1: what would your villain name be?
2: <sighs> I don't know. I've, I've never been good with coming up with names. Like, I'd have to think about that. It's a good question, though. Because I feel you know, like, what you kind feel like... Of... Sorry. Sorry. no I was going to say, if I was a villain, I probably would be just the one that, like, breaks into banks and just, you know, <laughs> takes some money to live a lavish lifestyle. But I don't think I'd go, like, you know into overhaul territory where I'm, like, terrorizing people or committing murders or anything like that, so...
1: torturing young children.
2: <laughs> exactly, Hopefully, yeah.
1: We would hope not. <laughs> uh, I think, like, everyone's like, oh, I I feel like most people wouldn't be heroes because it's a lot of bravery, and, like, I feel like being a villain maybe is brave as well because you got to, like, fight people, but If you just, like, sneak and do it fast, like, that's what I would do, because, like, I would not have the guts to fight or to, like, on the good side or the bad side. I would just sit at home with my quirk and be like, I'm going to make things easier for myself here. But who knows?
0: You have a lot of theories on One Piece. Yes. Do you have any My Hero Academia theories? Uh,
2: The only one I currently have going right now is I'm hoping that Endeavor as uh, a whole abusive past comes back to bite him in the butt. Cause this is the thing, like with Hawks, we saw him in his, uh, little flashback. We know he comes from, you know, if not an abusive household, at least like a uh, downtrodden one. And we know that he, you know, he idolized Endeavor for whatever reason when he was a kid. So I'm hoping that either Endeavor either leaks the information himself, Or Hawks ends up being the one to do it. Because I know everyone right now thinks that Dobby is like, you know, Endeavor's lost son. We're going to find out that, you know, their family and he's going to be the one to leak it. Mm -hmm. But I kind of feel like it would be more impactful if a hero was to actually leak that information because he'd be taken more seriously. Mm -hmm. And to see Hawks do it because of his relationship with Endeavor, you know, to kind of see his idolization of him flail i think would kind of make for a good story so but that's what my only other one i think the only other one i kind of support that's not my own uh, personal theory was i was watching the anime and i was catching up and i think i don't know how long ago someone was saying that ioma might be quirkless yeah because i was watching the anime and they have that scene in his flashback where you know he's talking to his parents he's like you know why am i different like what's wrong with me and then you flash back to him a little bit later when he's got, you know, that little laser belt that he always wears. And the fact that he's like, Oh, you know, I just want to be accepted. I want to be equal to everyone else. Yeah. And I never really considered it before But I'm like, that really seems to be hinting at the idea that he might be quirkless. Maybe that's why he's so, you know, close to Deku or trying to at least build a friendship with him is he really? might feel a kind of kinship with him. So
1: think it's like the belt has the quirk or that like yeah, maybe exactly. like someone put put it into him, like Deku had a quirk put into him, maybe yeah, all for one put like, the quirk in him.
2: Yeah, I think that's the two theories. Like someone is saying, oh, maybe all for one gave him the quirk and like the belt is just a way for him to like focus the power and concentrate it. Mm-hmm. And then some others are saying, you know, it might just be the belt, which is why we never see him uh, using the quirk without it. Mm-hmm. It could just be possible that, you know, his quirk just doesn't work without... Uh, the belt because he can't, you know, control it or use it properly or whatever, but Mm. it's definitely something interesting to consider going forward because he's certainly building up a lot of mystery around Ioma recently, Mm. so I'm hoping that pays off in more than just, oh, you know, he's just a mysterious character, but it'll be interesting to see what direction he takes that.
0: No, I was just going to say I really supported that theory up until... I mean I know he says that he uses the belt because otherwise his power leaks out through his belly button and it's uh, corrosive. But I still thought, oh, maybe he'd be quirkless until I think one of the chapters yeah. he poops himself and I was like, No, no one's wow. that committed to putting up a front that they would poop <laughs> themselves. But I, okay. I don't know. He happy to be proven wrong, but
2: yeah.
0: I mean yeah, I no, think I'm committed, but not that far.
2: Yeah, so I was gonna say someone else pointed out that, you know, he did say he also gets like the stomach pains from using his quirk too much so they're wondering like oh you know is that again something he's just faking or is that like an actual side effect RBS. of his quirk? It'd be an interesting contrast because we know Deku now actually has an actual quirk uh, despite him being quirkless but to have someone you know that doesn't have that and is using technology to kind of fake his way through and I think that'd make for a really interesting story as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, we were wondering what was your favorite arc?
2: Oh boy, I think so far, I think number one for me is always going to be the Stain arc. Just because I love his fight with uh, Ida, Deku, and uh, Todoroki. And just that one scene, you know, where after he gets captured, he breaks free to take out the Nomu, and then he comes back. And he manages to intimidate some of the most powerful heroes in the entire organization through just pure bloodlust, and he's totally unconscious, the entire time he's doing it. I don't think anything I've seen in the series so far will top that for me.
0: Mm -hmm. Is there any themes or events that you would like to see happen in the future?
2: Oh, well, this is something I kind of uh, talked about on Twitter, but I'd like to kind of see Bakugo going dealing with his uh, anger management issues. (laughs) <laughs> this is something I caught up yesterday when I was catching up with the anime. that had the episode, you know, Deku versus uh, Bakugo 2.0, where uh, Bakugo's talking about, you know, how frustrated he was that he wasn't strong enough to protect All Might. And, of course, the way he deals with those feelings is to take Deku out into the middle of the training ground and beat the crap out of him. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of hoping that, you know, because All Might even mentioned after that that, you know, he failed Bakugo because he didn't take his mental health into account. So I feel like that, again, could be something interesting to explore, see Bakugo kind of dealing with the kind of trauma of what it feels like uh, to be a hero and have gone through, you know, all the traumatic events they've gone through so far, because I don't think that's something they usually typically address in uh, a lot of just, like, American superhero comics. Like, you know, the heroes always go through, like, you know, the fight the bad guys, and they go through crisis after crisis or I think a lot of them really address the fact of like what that does to them mentally having to do you know live that double life and put up with these crises constantly so if Hori kind of went down that path I think that would make for a good kind of contrast from American comics to what he's trying to do uh, with My Hero Academia.
1: I think that is pretty likely because, like, it has kind of come up with, like, the villains with the kind of talking about, like, crazy, I'm doing quotation marks here, and kind of like how that, what makes a villain makes a hero, and, like, I think it would be good to kind of just, like, actually really, like, full-friendly address it with Bakugo and kind of, like, he does this, but it's not cute, yeah. it's not like a, it's just, like, it's something you need to address, and it's not to yeah, exactly. it run rampant. You can't, be a, you can't be a hero and be act like this.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Do you think he would go to um, Vlad King? No, it, no, it's not Vlad King. It's um, Hound Dog, who's the non-trivial <laughs> guidance counselor. He'd go, he'd go him for him to him for counseling.
2: I don't know if Bakugo would go willingly go to counseling. I feel like that'd be something he'd have to be dragged, kicking and screaming into. But it'd be kind of interesting if he actually, it'd be an interesting character growth thing for him if you went, you know, willingly to him to find a. Try to learn to manage it, but at the stage he's at right now, I don't know if that's something he'd be willing to do himself. But mm-hmm. I'm always willing to be surprised. So
0: they should have all been told to go to at least one counseling session after coming. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. yeah,
1: I'm really hoping that me. I know people. Like he might get teamed up with the bunny girl, and me, like she seems like kind of like very fighty. I don't know how to word it, but they might have similar personalities. So maybe he could talk to her and she could be like, What are you doing? This is how you should do it. Like, she might call, I, I want someone to call him out on it, someone that he respects, and yeah. that, like, it, but also isn't, like, all oh, might that he's, like, way higher than him. Someone who's, like, a pro hero, but he could, like, he could be like, oh, wait. And everything can like, click for him, because he's kind of slowly realizing it. And now he yeah. just needs someone to really just look at him and be like, what are you doing? I think that's all of our questions. <laughs> this is my hero.
0: Okay, so this is the manga segment for manga chapter 199, entitled Operation New Improv Moves. <laughs> so we're starting with a flashback here from Tokiomi's time with Hawks. Hawks is standing on top of the pillar. His feathers have got a villain, and on the other side he's carrying a briefcase. He's saying, too slow. He always finishes the job on his own. Apparently, this was the first year he scouted someone from the sports festival. So this is tokiomi's narrative there. And he's running oh, after two oh, yes. heroes ahead of him. He's so cute. He's so tiny. He looks like um, Sparrow, the Pokemon.
1: Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a baby.
0: He's huffing and puffing to keep up with his peers. And Hawks is saying the next stop is the Cantina Bar, where they've got a customer going wild. You guys handle the rest here. And canteen a bar—that's another star. That's another Star Wars reference, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yes. And also, the guy he's holding is like J- Jason movie reference, like horror. How, yeah, how are you? Yeah. No, yeah, Jason.
2: Yeah, from Friday the Thirteenth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I don't know that film.
1: <laughs> uh, I've I not actually seen it. I just know during Halloween people put on like the goalie masks, and you just like act scary. He's just a serial killer. Oh, just to say, killer. <laughs> yeah, just that. So I, I've talked a lot about like the Halloween movie with uh Michael Moore or whatever. So I, I yeah. have that on the brain, but that's not Jason.
2: I don't uh, think it's Michael Moore. I think Michael Moore's the <laughs> documentary filmmaker, not. not <laughs> <necessarily>. <laughs> what is what's my, what's what's the what's what's the guy Halloween then? I have to look. Oh, Michael Myers, I think, is it? Michael Myers. Oh, is it Myers? I trying to make sure. That, that sounds like you're Austin right. Powers, and it's, I don't want to say like Mike Myers Some Austin Powers as a serial it's, killer. It's,
1: it's Michael Myers. I think okay, I was trying not to say Mike Myers, and I said yeah. Michael Moore. I'm sorry, Michael Moore. You're not a serial killer. Mike oh, Myers. we
2: know of anyway.
1: Uh, horror movies are... I don't watch them. I don't know what any of their names are. It's a goalie mask. And he even has like the knee pads and stuff. I also, it it looks like um, he's, like, tip-tapping his feet, so I don't know if he's impatient or if he just landed.
0: Oh, it it could be both. He's just landed (laughs) and he wants to get going. Yeah. Um, So the two other heroes in front of Tokiami are saying, yep, we signed kicks Are mostly on clean-up duty. Hawks is just too damn quick. But he says this, this way is the most efficient. We can see Hawks... Flying off in the distance, saying, "Can't stand around yapping while we're next." Oh, what's that word? Racist. Thank you. While the next cri- next crisis is getting worse, Toki Army's thinking to himself. During my internship, I struggled to keep up, always dealing with the aftermath of his efforts. I started to question why Hawks chose me at all, and so he's asking Hawks why, and he's saying, "Cause we're birds of a feather." <laughs> Tokiami's okay, thinking, is that meant to be funny? And Hawk says, I'm 20% serious. And half of me just wanted to chat with a kid from 1A. But I um, just wanted to chat with a kid from 1A about those punks who attacked attacked you guys, the League of Villains, and Tokyami is not impressed. He's just having an ellipses moment. Hmm. Hawk's saying, and wouldn't you know it? There, you were skilled, sharp-looking, cream of the crop, a fellow bird who could properly keep up with me. Tokiyami carries on thinking to himself, as he interrogated me on the details of the USJ attack, I grew more and more frustrated. I'm no dumb carrier pigeon. Mm. Yeah, you tell him. <laughs> <laughs> My week long internship ended and I learned nothing. Um, he's going back to school then and they're asking what happened.
1: How how did things go in Kyoshu? They didn't. So, like, nothing Nothing happened. Like, no, nothing happened. He's doing a Zoro moment, even though oh, okay. nothing happened. <laughs> and
0: then he's thinking back. and He's saying, then, for my work study, he took me under his wing again. There's been plenty happening at UA. You're just hoping to squeeze that information out of me, aren't you, Hawks? So Hawks is on the phone, but... Tokiyami runs up behind him. Don't insult me, number three. I mean, number two hero. And that's a great picture of him with dark shadow cloaking him as he, he's rushing through.
1: Yeah, jumping from street light to street light.
0: Um, and the heroes, the psychics are watching saying, Little Tsukiyami?
1: That's his hero name.
0: Okay, thank you. Little Tsukiyami is strutting his stuff. Everyone's saying, oh, he's uh, come a long way and Tokiyami's just staring at Hawks furiously <laughs> as Hawks turn around and just sort of laughs at him. <laughs> <laughs> he's just saying, Heh, good work today. And then he goes up behind Tokiyami afterwards because he looks like he's going to go home. He says, Hey, Army, next panel. He's bear-hugging him forwards, carrying him up into the air. <laughs> I wonder if there was no gap between him. He just went, hey, Tokiyami, Army," gave him a big hug and flew him up into the air.
1: Yeah, surprise.
0: He's saying, hey, how about a nice flight while they're flying? Mm-hmm. is not too impressed. He's saying, hawks, it's like we've become one with the wind.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <is> so cute. <laughs> what a
0: way to phrase it. You've just been brought up into the air. That's
1: <laughs> Edge lordy, but in like a childish way so it's like very cute.
0: Hawks said is this um, first time flying I take it? That final 30%. I saw you in action Tokiami, and thought what a waste. Being up in the sky is a great thing. You've got a bird's eye view of the world. is confused but Hawks carries on not that I'm much for training the next generation or whatever and so they've landed now on the top of a tower and Tokoyami says a waste? What do you mean by waste? Hawks continues Focusing on close combat, it's fine to cover for your weaknesses, but don't forget to improve on your real talents. Let yourself move freely. Listen, from one bird bud to another.
1: (laughs) Those who can fly should. Oh yeah, and I love his wings. Like, every shot of his wings are just amazing. Such a beautiful skyline
2: shot. Hawks is in, in the running now to become my number one favorite character. Just love everything about him.
1: Exactly, and like he's he's just mysterious enough that you like don't quite know what he's on about. But he yeah. just like he's funny, and he's like he doesn't take himself too seriously, which I love. Yeah, but he's interesting. And then he also says, "Why keep yourself grounded?" And then we cut back. I love that we can see like the black flashback, black fade to the white and says uh, 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 black fallen shadow sounds cool why don't you show me and <laughs> sorry I got through the voices and <laughs> sorry,
2: I'm liking it
1: Momo is doing running commentary even though she's literally right there he's shifting through the shadows <laughs> and, and Aoyama okay oh, can, I, can I do a friend Jackson? Uh, another solo attacker! How unexpected! Oh, <laughs> I'm not going to do <laughs> today. No, I, I love do. it. No, I feel like all going, of France, France going. is going to come. You're cl- France is going to get mad at you. You're closer to France than I am.
0: <laughs> I'm English. France is angry at me anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everyone
0: hates us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Ojiro, oh yeah, says this is like the last match because it is like kind of one person rushing in, and Todoroki says. They're messing with our expectations, because I guess you'd kind of expect them to do something else. And there's a lot of capes. And in the pipes, in his own full of pipes, pinning down his location is next to impossible. I can't tell if it's Momo or not. You all right, Tokoyami? Yes. And he thinks to himself, "Fuka." or, oh, sorry, this is uh, Kuro talking. Fumikage Tokoyami, I'm going to wear you like a suit. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a... such a creepy line. Yeah. <laughs> and Chuckyami thinks to himself, he's going after me. I'm his natural prey. And then we get the creepiest shot of Kuro <laughs> ever.
0: Looks like the um the Cheshire cat from Alice in Wonderland.
1: Yes, or I um, yeah, does. Kuro Sensei from Assassination Classroom. how he's just like a smile. Yeah. you you would think that class eh? The psychological trap was set before the match even began. And it's like, what is this Death Note stuff? <laughs> and we get a flashback to exactly that him just seeing like, to relate to Tokoyami. And then he grabs Aoyama, and we learn his name is Vanta Black. And I want to shout out uh, Caleb. He's on Twitter at CD Cubed He's the translator, and apparently Vanta Black is like the darkest black possible or something. It's used for art, and uh, Thorne is thinking, this boy is in need of radical reform, and <laughs> anyway, I was like, and yes what. <laughs> and he's like screaming the entire time. And with my speed in this tangled maze of battleground, the tether between Dark Shadow and Tokoyami will hinder their me their movement meaning. Those class A fools have no way to hunt me down. Is that what you thought? And we get the this is very death note. Dark Shadow, black fallen angel! And he's flying and he's doing like an the opposite Wakanda pose. He's doing it
2: downwards. <laughs> Alright, so next one everyone, class B's freaking out, going, He's flying It's like Dark Shadow is always floating, so it can pick me up and carry me around. So it's just like Dark Shadow hides under his cape and you know Tokyami's doing his best Superman pose. <laughs> and I I should have called this out earlier, but seeing Hawks carry him around like that really reminded me of Superman, where he does the same for Lois Lane. <laughs> 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 Maybe that was just another you know, superhero reference that Horikoshi was making. Mm-hmm. And then you got Tokyo and you're like, get it done, Dark Shadows, I was like, yeah! Okay, if he doesn't have a theme song for this, I'm going to be really, really disappointed <laughs> in the anime. Like, bird, bird, bird. <laughs> Honestly, the first thing that came to mind was the Batman theme, so I was like, <laughs> Birdman. Yeah, exactly. I was like, don't forget to improve your real talents. It's like I appreciate it, Hawks. He's like, but how? It's like the sky's no longer the limit. And then he grabs Ioma from his grasp and you know flies off. And he oozes back into the darkness, and he goes, plan A is a bust. So then Momo finally starts moving, and she goes, Ioma, use Naval Buffet. <laughs> 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 I
1: that that's,
2: <laughs> that's such a great name for a move. Like, wow. They <laughs> like, keep flying about Tokoyami. It's like enough to alter every shadow around. Then Tokoyami starts, like, you know, dark shadow, under my cape, now. He's like, gotcha, I a like, and then Ioma just starts firing off a bunch of lasers. Now, I'm wondering, is Pokoyami just, like, flipping them around then to get straight through the <laughs> laser just flies everywhere?
1: I think so. I noticed he's doing it from his knee. Did we know before he could do his lasers from other parts of his body? Like I mean, like I know it's his belly, but he's redirecting it using his suit. Yeah, I wonder if this like there. new
2: upgrade he got from like the development group. Like he got ways to like spin the lasers out from other parts. But mm-hmm. that's interesting
1: because it looks like there <laughs> is a connecty line going back from that knee to. So I think it yeah, is it
2: looks like there's a strip, like a wire strip or something, going towards it.
0: I mm. think they can come out of his um, elbow pads as well, it looks like. Yeah,
2: yeah so- he's got some near his elbows and near his shoulders, it looks like he's got a few more in there.
1: But look so- at his, it's like he has his hands in his eyes <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh, they his hands for a second, I thought they were his chest plates, and I thought they looked
2: like boobs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it, yeah, so. I'm surprised he isn't still screaming. <laughs>
2: And um, they're going, oh, the shadows are shifting, and you see the lasers just bouncing off all the different, you know, metal pipes and everything. He's like, which means? And then he pops out the shadows. He's like, there he is, Hagakure. He's like, awesome, he's mine now. He's like, I was quite prepared to expect the unexpected. And then a mushroom grows out of her nose.
1: It makes me think of
2: One Piece. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Same thought I had. He's like, knew it. He's like, all this lights means Kuroiro failed. It's like, heh heh. Hey, hey. Nine for plan B. Kendall's already a step ahead. Mushrooms for all. Everywhere, everywhere, <laughs> everywhere, everywhere shroom. <laughs> and then to be continued.
1: She escaped from Whole Cake Island. I'm surprised there was so no, like mushroom people. <laughs> Yeah. What is mm-hmm. Hakagura
2: going to do? Honestly, I feel like it has to be something else light-related, because up to this point, I always th- thought her quirk was just that she was born invisible. Mm-hmm. And someone pointed out recently that, no, her quirk actually has something to do with the light refraction. Mm-hmm. So she's actually making herself invisible by refracting light. So I so that's probably guessing that's what she's going to do to... Uh, the shadow guy is like I don't know, lock him and come kind of like light prison of some kind <laughs> to make sure there's no shadows around he can escape into.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I that's just, my best guess. I'm so ready for Haggard to have like a chapter about herself. Give me Heather yeah. the origins. Like literally, I'm we know nothing about her.
2: Yeah, well, except this popular theory that you know she's the traitor yeah. in UA.
1: And I think like it does make sense, and not just because like she's invisible, but like she was. I think Kel's pointed out she wasn't there in like when they're selecting the class president and, like, we don't know where she was during certain scenes, and, like, I just want an explanation about her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or for her to do things! I want her to do things! Yeah. I hope
0: she's not the villain, though, just because, similar to Shinzo, invisibility would be such a good cl- quirk for a visit villain.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly.
1: Because at this point, like, if she's not the traitor, then he's just writing her poorly and not giving her a chance to do things. But I guess there yeah. are some students that that's kind of harsh, but at the same time,
2: I mean, it's it's a fair criticism because he really doesn't give the girls a lot to do uh, in the series. Like, you know, there's a few arcs that are kind of focused on them. Like, Momo got one like way, way in the beginning uh, with her and Todoroki, but we haven't really gotten anything else for the others. Like, Ashido had part of an arc like within Kirishima's arc, but we haven't really got like solo ones for any of them yet.
1: And, like, during the overhaul arc, they didn't get to do
2: anything. Oh, yeah, they all get to, like, he gave was a dragon lady, and she didn't get involved in the fight until the end, and I'm still holding that against him.
1: Ugh.
0: Yeah. Next, next chapter might be a good one for the girls, because it looks like this chapter's focused on Momo and Kendo, and hopefully we'll see some from Hagakure. And this last panel of Mushroom, uh, Mushroom Pork, sorry, I forgot her name, her face reveal is, du- oh, I love it.
1: It's cool, yeah. but yeah. I have no confidence. And I, it's it's gonna be chapter two hundred. Lat in episode one hundred, it was a boob fall, so it's gonna be something oh, ass yeah. related. I do not believe that. Oh, I hope so not. It's, it's gonna be boobs or asses to, in chapter two hundred. I can like guarantee it because I don't, I don't really know. He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't seem to really do any like big moments for those. So yeah, I'm calling it now. Someone's someone's getting an ass to the face. <laughs> <laughs>
0: because <laughs> I'm holding out hope and I'm I'm fine with tits and ass. I don't mind.
1: As long yeah. as there's some like cool
0: moves in the way. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Ash, well, how do you feel about the chapter overall?
2: Oh, I enjoyed this. Like getting Hawks in any chapter is always good. But uh, other than that, getting some more focus on Tokoyami is always nice. And like seeing how the quirks have developed, you know, since we saw them in their, uh, when they're developing their ultimate moves, And seeing, like, how they've started advancing it's really nice. I'm just hoping he does give the ladies more focus, because Momo hasn't really had much to do for a while. And given that, uh, what's his face, the copying quirk guy from Class B said that, you know, uh, Kendra's supposed to be the class president, I'm hoping that this comes down to, like, a showdown of smarts between her and Momo, which I'd love to see, so... I'm hoping that's what it comes down to is, like, all the women are the ones, you know, throwing down in this arc, and the men are just kind of off doing their own thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Sophie?
0: I'd love it if it was a battle of smarts. Yeah. That'd be great.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I really liked the start with Hawks. I wonder if he... I wonder how, when it started, that his subterfuge, when that plan started, because mm-hmm. him being interested in Tokoyami and finding out about the League of Villains... Was that just because he is was at that point the number three hero and he wanted to find out what's going on, or was he already part of the plan even then?
1: Yeah. Or if like he was, he is actually a traitor. That's what I was thinking. That like the traitor could be like Tokoyami accidentally, or it could be that any of the other students who got internships also told the people they are with about stuff. Because like the only thing is that because the traitor. I think there was some something at the start when the press got in, and then somebody found the schedule to find out all night was going to be there. So that's too early. But then maybe that was just the villains acting on their own, and then afterwards they started getting intel from somebody. So I do wonder if like the hero association accidentally just like picked the already double agent and just made him a triple, or made him a triple or double agent. I don't know.
0: What if he'd like wiretapped Tokiomi's phone so he could find yeah. out the location?
1: Just, like, put a tracker on him. That oh, easy. Because, yeah. yeah. like, I want to believe Hawks is good. Because, like, he actually seems, like, really interesting. And I'm, I'm glad that it... the uh, Sorry. That this chapter, it wasn't just him being like, oh, I'm going to show you how to do this cool move. It was kind of just him being like, oh, you can expand this. And, like, Tokoyami just, like, <laughs> literally does what he did. Like, I'm just going to have... Instead of Hawks carrying me, I'll have a uh, Dark Shadow carry me. Because, like, everyone was expecting wings. And instead it's yeah. just, like...
0: I think Tokoyami and Aoyama together are a great duo because Tokuyami's so deadpan and serious and emo, and Aoyama's such a glittering, over-the-top <laughs> well, weirdo. Yeah. That I, just, I just love weirdos.
2: Yeah, yeah a they're a co- perfect contrast. There's a
1: comic book characters. It's a uh, dagger and cloak and dagger, and cloak kind of has... Aoyama, I don't no, sorry, no, he has um he can, like, suck people into him, like, suck them into the abyss and then Dagger is this, like, girl dressed in all white and she has, like, light powers but I don't know, like, how I don't think she's quite, like, absurd like Aoyama is sometimes <laughs> but just, it makes me think about that. They could be a good team-up. They could be, like, Bird and buffoon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Emma. I do love you, but uh, for me, I think overall it was like a good chapter. I liked seeing the hawk stuff, even if it did make me like kind of raise some like traitor flares for me. And like the actual fight, I just loved the little bit where he like was like faking him out, trying to make him think that he would fight him. But it does like feel a little bit like we're building up to a fight again. So it feels like the last. Few chapters of this fight are going to be like the really cool moments, and it's like kind of like it is feeling a little too similar to the previous fight right now. Do you think? I think, but like the basics of it are. But this fight is much.
0: It's. It seems like they're uh, the team from One B have got much more of a plan in place. They've really thought about things. They don't just have one idea. They've got. More probably more than two plans, and not only that but they're all on the same page as well. they all know the different plans and how they can work together, whereas previously one a and one b neither of them really had a plan, and b their plan they weren't all in on it together, so vines didn't really know she was kept out of the loop, but here they're working really dynamically to set something up,
1: but think as I said, it's kind of like the grab one person, so that's Thorn Girl grabbing Kaminari, and it turns out the person you grabbed, or was controlling you, zaps you. But then like they reverse that, and then they do it again. He grabs Aoyama, Aoyama reverses it. And then I guess that part, but I guess the whole point is to capture people, so you do have to like single out people.
2: It might also be that they're trying to set up you know, Class 1B's uh, trying to set up the expectation that they're going to use a similar tactic for every fight mm. to kind of get uh, Class 1A to be complacent, so when they flip the script on them in, like, the later fights, it catches them by surprise, but
1: mm. maybe
2: I'm reading too much into that.
1: Um, maybe not. I think, like, Kendo is definitely, like, he's definitely, this, is, this fight is reminding me of the filler fight between Sai and Momo, with both people kind of, like, trying to outthink each other and trying to predict what the other person would do.
0: Yeah. And I
1: wonder if it might have like a similar ending at all. Who knows?
0: I don't know, but I'm enjoying the, the twists and turn. I love, I love seeing fights where they use their brain. I mean, all out slug fests are great,
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
2: but
0: the, the mental fight arithmetic that's gone in here and hopefully will continue. Well, I'm sure it will do because it's Momo. <laughs>
1: And I I really want to see the manga guys in this fight. (gasps) Yes. Yes, I want to see him. I want to see all of them. (laughs) Because, uh, Class B right now is Manga Guy, Kendo, Mushroom, Kuro, and that's, it's four people, right?
0: Yeah, they're both four. They're both teams of four.
1: Ah, okay. So who knows what will happen next? (laughs) The villains attack! (laughs) Probably not.
0: Does anyone have anything left in this manga chapter or should we sign out?
2: I think we're done unless yeah, anyone else has something to say.
0: Nope, I think I'm good. <laughs> cool. um, Ash, where can people find you?
2: Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at uh, KingCocoButter so if you want to just you know look at my profile you can find my links to YouTube and everything else there. Uh, if you want to find my editorials you can just go to the One Piece podcast and just kind of scroll down. Uh, right now I'm kind of the only one that's uh, been putting out content, so if you look at the editorial section, the last I think three or four are all just my work, so uh, if you just click on my name, it'll kind of take you to everything else I've uh, written. i uh, just do a little plug here, so I'll probably working on an editorial right now Then we're going to try to get out this week, and hopefully it'll be out uh, relatively soon after that. It's the longest one I've ever worked on by far. It's like double the length of what I typically write, and I typically write three thousand word editorials. So I was going to say lengthy. Yeah.
1: I'm excited for it.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'll be putting that out soon. So I'd say look forward to that. But it's probably also going to make a lot of One Piece fans mad at me.
1: <laughs> uh, I still. The one where you said like. <laughs> crocodile was gonna be on the crew i don't um, think i ever I, finished that one because i was just like no <laughs> but i understand I, I think i did try to read through it before and i get what you think of at the same time yeah. no
2: yeah that's that's my crazy theory i'm not giving up on it yet but i <laughs> yeah. realize how untenable it is
1: but who knows yeah uh, Kendra, where can oh. we find you you can follow me on Twitter at Sniper of My Heart, where I love my academy but apparently I'm just a Jinbei person, Like, so my... <laughs> I'm sorry about that. You should watch One Piece and learn who Jinbei is, so you can know what my avatar is. <laughs>
0: um, I'm Sophie, and I'm Twitter... on Twitter, <laughs> You and, are Twitter! I, I, I'm <laughs> Sophie, and I'm on Twitter at Joppa You can find us on our website, www.mhapod.com. We're on Twitter at pod. We're also on Reddit, Tumblr, and even Pinterest.
1: <laughs> have you posted anything on Pinterest yet? I do. Really?
0: Yeah, because a lot a lot of people use Pinterest, and I want to get the the images I create out there because I'm quite proud of them.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> I need to like do a micro at cosplay so that we can have something like, on Pinterest. Don't forget to go beyond plus, plus ultra. 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 Yay! <laughs> I I never goes be like... <laughs>